When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sir, we wear caps and sleeves at this level, son. Understood? This is the California Penal League, and we have mercifully made it to the end of the 2023 season. Uh, We are recording right before the pivotal series in Detroit to end the season, in which I believe... Detroit only has to win one game in order to, believe it or not, secure second place in the American League Central and uh, relegate relegate the Cleveland Guardians to third place, but also uh, give them a better draft position. So yeah, that's where we're at. We can't be too angry if we lose all three guys. Yeah, I'm used to draft picks, draft pick watching with my other Cleveland teams. This is a new one. Yeah. Last, I honestly, I think last time, yeah, this, last time, I think we were kind of, you know, watching the lottery or, or, or draft position, I should say, because there was no lottery back then. Um, was when we drafted Sleepy Lindor. And mm. like, oh, wait. Sleepy um, Frankie. Also eliminated. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, here's where we're at. It's it's uh, we've talked about this many times. Uh, it's the end of a lost season. I'm genuinely looking forward to turning the page uh, just because not because one, because the season was so frustrating on a lot of levels, but also I'm like genuinely also interested and excited for next season. And I, I see some good things on the horizon, assuming the offseason goes even remotely close to what we think it could be. Um, and our and expectations are very like, low like for the offseason. Forward, at least at least offline discussions that we've had. Those those we're not asking for much. It's, we're not asking for much. It's, yeah, it's like one or two things. Yeah, that are like, like hey. fairly, been fairly obvious for a couple of years. Because I mean, we we we've talked about you know th- there are options in Triple A mm-hmm. and. I don't know. I'm just in a weird, I'm in a weird like mental space with this team when I've just seen, you know, what Tampa and Baltimore and a few other of these contending teams have done with super aggressive call-ups of like top talent. Right. Um, well, speaking of that, uh, cause Chris and I went to uh, Tito's last home game and you know, it was very nice. Uh, to be there they did a nice video on the uh, billboard the billboard the scoreboard before the game and then you know he tipped his cap to the crowd uh, before the game and then he did it again uh, after where like the players like blocked the entrance into the dugout so he like was forced to actually wave and be out there and everybody give him an ovation and all that stuff and so um it was a great crowd great great vibes uh for that uh, final home game and it was cool to be there and i did realize i was there for his first home game in 2013 when i was working 
the AP. So I thought that was fun to be full circle on that. But long story short, uh, Chris and I were talking um, about, you know, anything and everything at the game. And one of the things that we had kind of discussed was sort of like what you were saying, Fabs, about like the way teams like the Rays and Orioles have like approached and, and other teams too have approached like calling up young guys. Even the I, Reds I, who we were watching. Little, yeah. Yeah. They, when they were really on that run in like July, um, the, my part of the reason I've, I've really soured somewhat on where things are at on the team is from a player development and, a, and, uh, you know, evaluation standpoint, it's like hard not to get pretty deflated and disappointed with what they've done in recent, even in just the last two to three years, players that they've given away for almost nothing and got nothing in return. It's like, I I would say you'd have to really look at three years. It's a little difficult. I I think you have to really look at three years there. Cause after we discussed that, I was kind of like, you know, we were talking about some of the guys who were, you know, four, five, six years removed from the club. And, and, you know, they just, there wasn't a spot for some of those guys, you know, but, but I, yeah, in the last three. Although I, I don't, I always, but I hate like, not to interrupt on that, but like, I, I always hate that though, where they're like, oh, there's no spot for Yandy Diaz. So we're just going to give his ass away. It's like, I, I, it's like, I don't know how it is. Other teams figure it out. I don't know what. Yeah. Is, yeah. I mean, problem. there's, I mean, I mean, look, we've, we've made, We've made no bones about it. You know, we look at teams like the Dodgers. I, wa- I was at a game last who's week. Seeming, yeah. I watched Ahmed play second yeah. base. Who seemingly can play 13 guys on a regular basis. Right. You know, 13, 14 guys. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, they seemingly have right. that depth. But but here in Cleveland, we, we you know, we're, we're beholden to like 10. So. Yeah. I think that that's really been my biggest because I actually feel pretty confident and excited about quite a few guys who have had pretty good Septembers where I'm like, OK, this is great. But it's hard not to look around baseball and say, boy, what what is it about the Guardians organization that they saw nothing in Nolan Jones and Will Benson to where they just gave him away? in a period of the franchise where you pretty much could roll with them and just see what you got. It's not like you had, if you're talking about where to play them, like you said, it's like the outfield's wide open, baby. Like there's nowhere, there's nobody else dominating the outfield. No, so and, it, but that but one bothers me. I'll say lot. this and too. Then, I'll say this too. And like, and we, I mean, we both admitted yesterday we were, um, Eating up that Oscar Gonzalez stuff after last year. You know, we were, yes, give me more. Yeah, but they pulled that. the plug on him. They pulled the plug on him so fast this season. If the, the whole thing was like, hey, we're giving up on Benson, we're giving up on Nolan Jones, then it's like, we're going to give Oscar Gonzalez at least half a season or ideally the entire season to see what we have with him. And he got like sent down after 30 games. And, and so it's like, who is calling the shots? With the Nolan Jones and the Bensons, and I'm I and I'm with Steve. Like I'm in such a I'm in a really negative place in terms of them being able to develop and have any you know idea of recognizing uh, batting talent. Um, that, that is, that is, the Junior Caminero thing oh. just 
constantly think about yeah. it. No, that is that is that is a yeah, that too. is something that that <laughs> fans should be should be on fans' radars to to some degree. You know, like it's it's alarming. There's no excusable uh, out they can give. Um, right. I think and, they, and, and, it's, but, it's like they have to. But I'll say this: they have to admit that. Yeah, I'll say this. As much as we were just, you know, giving Terry his 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 dues, I am curious to see if a new younger manager may be more willing to give opportunities to the younger guys. Yes. Yeah. I, so I, I'm, 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 I'm possible. I'm optimistic in that regard because. Well, the thing is, though, I mean. You know, throughout Francona's tenure, for the most part, he was able he was able to give young guys time, yeah. and you know was forced to in some cases. And I'm sure the organization. I mean, you know, from an organizational standpoint, it's not just him being like, "Oh, well, we don't really believe in like Will Benson, or we don't believe in Nolan Jones." First rounders, we you know we're just sort of like writing them off, like it's like they're, you know, mid-round picks that just like barely got to the majors. Mm -hmm. It's like you draft, they were first round picks for a reason. And that's what bothers me is that like, there were rumbling, there were rumblings about like Oscar Gonzalez throughout the minors. Mm -hmm. And even like in his rookie year where they're like, well, he doesn't really recognize pitch. Yeah. And it's just like, did you buy into the hype in a year in which he overperformed? And like, and like Nolan Jones, especially it was like, he was, there for two weeks and then they were just like oh, all right well send him back down and that's about it. and they no chance for him to come back so like there's something so philosophically off about how they develop offensive talent that like i will miss francona but like and i don't think this is all him at all but like there's got to be some shift in the way they look at hitters agreed. it has to agree or else we're going to be sitting here Again and next getting, year, having the yeah. same talk, and and I think the the there was just like weird things going on this year, where you know Fry would play once every ten games, Bonet or didn't get as much time as we would have liked. Um, Cam Gallagher was on the team the entire year, uh, where you're just like the front office and Francona are definitely not aligned on like philosophically what they're doing. Because, you know, once you started getting injuries to your rotation, then you, I know they, they, some of the guys they signed free agency didn't work out. They made the trades, but then it's like, okay, we should just see what we have with the young guys. Right. And Francona is like, that's not how I want to roll though. It seems. And it, it, he wasn't in the mood to do that, which upset a lot of fans myself yeah. included when, and, and know, we'll get into this you know we were within three or four games of the twins and uh, yeah i'm i am excited i mean i'm sad to see him go um but you know i man i we're still looking for a world series as as good as he was you still don't have he only went to one world yeah, series still don't have that um no and fabs you brought up the point like you know he played some young guys down the stretch but like we don't have answers in center field. 
We don't have answers at shortstop. No. I we don't think have we at have right. answers at catcher. Like we don't even have yeah, we, we haven't even both. we haven't even addressed the right field like solution. Like so, I'm I'm I, praying, but I think I'm praying that there's Bo, something I think solidified yeah, himself. Yeah. He's but hitting. Yeah, he's, if you if you were if you were to say back at like at like on August first, you're like okay, heading into next year, what are what are positions that concern you for the starting lineup? I think we can all agree, center field, right field, shortstop, and catcher were the positions probably, maybe even in that order, that worried you the most heading into next year. I think we can all agree that, you know, Jose is going to be the third base. Yeah. First base is yeah. Josh Naylor. Kwanzen, uh left. Jimenez is at second. DH could also, you Manzardo, know, Manzardo. I mean, there's, I feel like we have, oper- you know, like, like DH would probably even be after catcher too. And, you know, at, in August, in early August, you know, Bo hadn't played as many games, obviously. So you're like, uh, well, yeah, he's showing me things, but. I don't know, but I but I don't think, we've, I, think I don't think we've addressed any of the outfield. I know Steve not, and I were talking. I would love and and again, I want to get into this more when we do our like roster projections in a few weeks after we have some time to like you know marinate on this past season. But what I was telling Steve is, I would be fine with a platoon in center field of Loriano and Will Benson to start the season. Now come no, July, maybe that changes. But for two, three months, you mean Will Brennan? I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I wish. I would, yeah. You know, <laughs> we somehow get him back. Um, no, yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Will Brennan and Lariano as your center field platoon. Ugh, that's so like. And then I don't even know why shortstop. That like, I, I mean, like, great. but even when you say that, even as you say that, though. Oh, it's I'm not like, ideal. That's it's not ideal. Grim. It's not. That's no, no, pretty no. grim. That, that's but not it's better a, than Miles. That's Straw. not a competing team. It's better than Miles. I mean, Straw. yeah. It, I think you have to be like Arius is our shortstop. We can worry about that upgrade later. It's good enough. See, I don't know. Bo is your answer catcher. But but like you can't. You're, they don't have the money. They're not going. Yeah, like, but I think you can't fix everything. But I almost. So, I'm almost thinking there's. So you're fine. Like he because he's a good. He's a good fielder. He can hit for twenty home run power. Maybe and like, if you're never going to address right field, you actually um, what I would what I would consider going in the next season. And I know that this is taking away his best attribute. I, I I'm rolling. If if it was me, it's like I want Brian Rocchio. I, I want Brian Rocchio to be the starting shortstop Same. because I want him to get the leash that Gabriel Arias got. Same. And I want to make Gabriel Arias your utility guy slash DH to start the season. And after last let's, night, that's let's what see I, if he can find. After last night, I was you know that's, that, I was leaving the stadium going that I mean that play that Rokio made where it skipped off of Naylor's mitt and he just fires that bullet. Like, yeah, Rokio doesn't have the arm that Arias does, but he also isn't going to strike out two hundred times in a full season. And I know that a lot I'm of those stats, you know, are, are leaning, you know, it, you know, there's, there's more acceptance of that now, but there's still a part of me where I'm like, I don't know about, I don't know about Arias, but off the bench. Heck yeah. 
He can he can deliver yeah. some I'm, Okay, so so that's fine. You've solved shortstop then. So let's say it's either Rokio or Arias. You have an internal solution. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. You have your solution at hundred percent. So you, so where you're really looking to make the, the upgrade, and I think a name is outfield, and I would immediately just start calling the Padres. They're looking to strip their yep. payroll and just be like, "What does Juan Soto cost?" In a down year, he just hit thirty home runs. What's his contract? Yeah. Um, that'd be the big, that'd be my first question. I don't know if he has one or two I think years. I think, I thought it was two. Um, and you could probably theoretically get him on the cheap then. And I say that very loosely. So he's arbitration eligible. He's not a free agent until 25. So you get two seasons with him. Okay. But you're, um, you're under the assumption he's leaving in two years. Right, which is why I would go to the Angels and be like, "Look, you got to break the, you got to strip this puppy down to the studs. What can we do to get Mike Trout? <laughs> like, honest to God, what could we do? That would be like, that would be the thing for me, where I'd say that clears us the next like eight years, and it solves like every problem we have immediately. Yeah, him being at right is also awesome for him for his health. Yeah." And eventually you get DH, like whatever, you know. Yeah. That that's the move to me that would like carry us through like true contention potentially. And then I mean Whereas and then Soto, and, like, so, and then uh, you could I mean and and you know, maybe maybe you go like I said with that platoon in center, and then in May you're like George Villar, you've been healthy for thirty some games, you're our new center fielder. Yeah. I mean, I know we're like, <laughs> we're talking about like ridiculous trades, but like, but why not? I feel but like, why not? But like, that's my question that, is why yeah, not? And that why gets can't, back like, to, why, why can't we make one trade that is out of the, the status quo of, of what the Indians and guardians have operated under for the last 20 years? Just one, just one trade. Right. That's all we're asking. Yeah. We're not, well, we're not and, asking to become the Padres all of a sudden. And start acquiring these these generational talents, you know, and and selling the farm over the course of like two and a half years. And also, I've definitely gotten more, more and more in into the zone of like trade any of this minor so called minor league depth you have before it before, like sours before it's worth nothing because that's. They just did that. They traded all the wrong guys, and now they have a bunch of guys who are in the same. It's like really crazy. It's yeah, like Oscar Gonzalez somebody going to get you nothing now in a deal. Well, it, it, it it's like they there was no strategy around any of the things they did. Like, not I don't understand any of it. Like they they just like have ten guys are all the same position. None of them really have value because none of them are getting enough time to like present themselves. And then in positions of need, they traded those guys away. I yeah, I don't know. I mean, they still they still do have lots of like you have a Logan Allen. And again, it's like, okay, are we gonna spend the money to do like a minor Bieber extension? Like I that would a Bieber extension, a Josh Naylor extension. That well, shows that's the gonna fan be, base that's gonna be something I'm gonna that's gonna be like a storyline that I really want to watch this offseason is who do you extend? Do you extend anybody this offseason? I, I mean, you can make the argument that 
that uh, Josh Naylor needs to be extended. I, I, I'm in the camp that I really don't think he's going anywhere. Like you have two more years, so you have next year and the year after. Then the year after that, he's an unrestricted free. But I don't think he's in a go. I think he'll like. I think he'll resign. I think you just got to present him with the offer. I'm less worried about yeah. him because especially we have ties with Bo. But like, like I, and he sure would yeah. be nice to like lock up some of this young pitching. And I know young pitching scares you know the living you know crap out of the front office because it can go south so quickly. But yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you could go to. I would. There's lots of avenues. It's like you could go to Naylor and lock up some arbitration time. You could go. Um, Even if you lock up like two years of like Bybee. free agency with Naylor. Yeah, you could go to Bybee if you wanted to. Gavin Williams. You you could go to like and do some of those like, you know, short types of deals where you buy up the arbitration years and some free agency yeah. for on the cheap. You could do that. I, I feel like that's pretty doable at this point. The only other guy that I'm looking at where I'd say like, I'd consider it at like a cheap deal would be like Quan. Yes. That's the only other guy. But other than that, I'm at the point of this roster where I'm like, everyone still basically has to prove to me that they can do this because I, I and I I uh, want to mention Jimenez's numbers in September because he definitely has made it a month worth watching. But um, he was one this year where I was like, even after the extension, it was like I don't know I don't know where this is going to go. But it does feel good to know we don't have to worry about second base because now it's like holy shit, the ship well, yeah. has so many other holes. Yeah. That and, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad we don't have to think about it. And, and like I, I, but let me give you his, yeah. let me give you his September numbers really quick, um, just because I want to make sure we get those in. Um, so 23 games, Jimenez was in. I, d- I doubt he'll play. I think he might be out the rest of the year then with that injury. But um, he hit 356, 394 on base, uh, 529 slugging in those 23 games with three homers, 13 RBIs, um, four doubles. He had 15 strikeouts and only three walks, but like the, the ball was fine. The bat, the bat pip was 400. So he was just like on fire and a little bit of luck, but like, I'll take that month from Andre. Oh yeah. Well, and here's the thing too, on his season, he had, I, I mean, if you're looking at his stats, you can correct me, Steve, but I believe he had about, 40 more at bats this season maybe like 60 more plate appearances or something like that fewer strikeouts than last year the walks still aren't there yeah but yeah and and, yeah. and I, I i know i did it well just don't strike out exactly yeah. and i know i did a little bit of a deeper dive on to try to figure out what happened with the batting average last year i think it was a little bit of a luck you know you know luck last year but then also this year hit higher rate of ground balls than line drives. Those numbers were kind of reversed from last year. So, you know, again, some of that's just luck. If he can get the ball a little bit more up, batting average looks better. Theoretically. Yeah, that's kind of where Quan was at this year too. Quan had yeah, like both of them, it was both weird of them kind of fall in the same year. Camp. 
Last year, Quan had a lower expected batting average, but exceeded it. And then this year, he had a higher expected batting average of like 280 something, and he uh, underperformed it. And so he's somewhere in the middle of those two years, Mm -hmm. but had nearly identical numbers. Like Quan's sitting with like the same homers, the same triples, few more doubles this year. same stolen bases and like a few more strikeouts this year, but almost the same amount of walks. Like it's literally like the same season. So, you know, it's not all like doom and gloom. And I think a lot of luck probably is involved with some of these guys this year because they were so lucky last year that the universe just, well, and you have to also figure, you know, the lineup this year too, wasn't as formidable. Um, you know, on paper, it was, it was gross. Yeah. So, I mean, there's not, there's not those protections deeper in the lineups. So hopefully with any, you know, good, good acquisitions that we can make in the off season and additions, those, those, those issues are rectified next year. Real quickly, yeah, I mean, if you do the, if you do the Mike Trout trade, Steve, Mm-hmm. You can then move Quan. To, I just move Quan to center. You can put and then put Trout left, left or oh. right, and then you just yeah. That actually you, makes a lot more just, sense. Sticking them in left, yeah. Especially yeah, then, with you, the wall. then you bring up uh, yeah. What, you bring up Valera or Rodriguez with the louder. Try, you try you to literally have other, yeah four or five lottery tickets that you could just like. Well, okay, like, here's I, I want the louder. I want the hyper aggressive Delouder and Brito opening day. I don't Ooh. care about shit anymore. Um, having seen Chase recently in Lake County, um, and I even told Steve this yesterday, he was a man amongst boys there, which I think anybody who's got two eyes and saw that will say the same thing. Um, and he played well in Akron in that short stint. I think he's going to probably get like, here's my, here's my thing. I could see him going to Akron starting out next season in Akron. And if he tears it up for the first three months, a pit stop in Columbus. And then getting the call up. That's a pretty getting called up. That's a pretty sweet outfield. If you, if you look at like, like that'd be awesome. I would love it. Like, like, oh God, I'm, Mike, I'm here for that. Mike Trout, Steve, Stephen Kwan, Chase DeLauder, and then like George Valera floating around potentially. Right. Yes. Yeah. And and so, literally, yeah. Steve, all you're doing is trading. Those are all internal, except for Trout. It's like you're just trading for one guy. And the funny thing too is like Men- the Angels. You the Angels are Menzardo. so far. No, you wouldn't have to move Manzardo or DeLauder. Those would be you're, the only yeah, two that are. Yeah, I just no meant goes. the bats. You're adding three bats to your lineup then. Yeah. With the louder Trout and Manzardo, all of a sudden you've completely changed up that lineup and added all of its protection. Hold on, and you Stand could by. go to the Angels and be like, "Guess what?" No, the Angels you could go to and be just be like, "Hey, look, you are a nightmare franchise, and you're going nowhere for like you're gonna go, you're gonna endure like an Orioles rebuild." We're gonna I wouldn't send lead you with that. When you call them, but <laughs> I love it. Continue. Hey, hey, We're gonna hey, send you hot garbage. Um, four, four or five prospects that are like at single A or double A at best, and that's what you're gonna get. Okay, 
Let's do this. Let's could, do this, you, Steven. You probably have to throw you probably have to throw in like a Logan Allen. A like here's a Fine. pitcher. Do you guys know what pitchers are? And they're like, We don't. Thank you for this guy. He stands on I'd, the hill I'd send in the middle Logan, of the infield. Dude, I'd send him Logan Allen and Bieber and four prospects if that's what they want. Hold on. I'm 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 actually I'm on baseball trade values right now. That'd Logan Allen, Logan Allen. Oh, I don't want to even buy B. What am I doing? I want to, oh, oh, no, no, we're not giving them Bybee. We're giving them Bieber. Bieber makes the only reason getting rid of two of those guys makes me nervous is if Tristan's oh, ouchy again. Bieber's Bieber's trade value is minus one right now. I, okay, so just hold on to B. Just let if you're gonna make that trade, you just hold on to Bieber then, and you you just pack it with some. Do you want to give him Class A? Some young. <laughs> I know. We'll get into that later. But you I think, what? yeah, Logan Allen's obviously your main guy. And then maybe it is a uh, Rodriguez or Valera, and then the other one stays. So it's like we're giving you a power. Or John Kinsey Noel, because he might not even serve a purpose anymore if Manzardo ends up being like what we're hoping he is. Yeah, unfortunately, Rodriguez and, and, and Valera don't have much value right now. Um. I am I'm still in the camp of I am not going to bet anything on George Valera. I I am like oh, I was I saying this earlier this him. year. I'm like I'm going to just keep operating as if he's not even like a part of the discussion in the future. <laughs> I just do not trust it. I really really don't. Okay, let me see. Okay, so we have I have Allen, Brennan and Tyler Freeman so far. And that adds up to a value of 52.3. It's quite a bit of trash you'd be sending the Angels. But they need They're it. Pretty they need though. it. They need everything they can they get need... their hands on, though. But that's not like... Those are hardly even, like, impact prospects that, like... Well, they, they well got, hold like, on. And, 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 I mean, got, we'll, like, I'll, I'll, give them, I'll give them that splash. I'll give them a splash prospect. Though baseball, but, but trade values does... They sometimes... It's it's a nice service that they 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 offer, but sometimes I'm I'm curious as to like, uh, you know the the yeah like Mike Trout right now is a minus eighty six because he's hurt. You know, I mean, you could go with so like this this offer is going to be accepted, but it's going to be it's it's going to be uh, I mean, you could go with Rokio. I know you guys love Rokio. That would be one that would make sense. No, it wouldn't though because not accepted. They've got like Z- they've got like Zach Neto and they've got well, she- <clears throat> I think Shanuel plays first if I remember right or third. What about Cantillo? You could do Joey Cantillo. That yes, they might go for that's that. That's another one. A Joey Cantillo and a Logan Allen. So suddenly it's like cool. Now we have two like future rotation arms. And uh, Brian Rocchio would be solid. And then maybe a Valera. So it's like, I mean, that. I, that you'd be for, get them talking. That would get them. Yeah, I think, I think they'd that be would pretty interested in that. Because that, that gives them a, a future infielder. If Valera develop, like that gives them a possible outfield bat. But mainly it's giving them pitching prospects that are super young and under control, which is something they haven't had in like 15 years. Yeah. 
And you're still holding yeah. on to all the guys I love. Menzardo, DeLauder, Brito, Velasquez. Yeah, I mean, I like I mean we're this, like, this, this deal's not going like... to... This, this, this deal, I can't... Because of Trout's value right now on the site, like, nothing's going to make sense. Right, they're overvaluing but, Well, no, no, they're undervaluing him because of... Due to injury right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like the we've already like gone off the wagon with the season. This is just like the the end of the season episode where we're like, what if we traded for Trout? What if we did that? We have lost our mind. I mean, it's not that crazy though because of where the Angels are. Like, yeah, Yeah. a year or two ago, they would have been like, they would never do that because they have this Otani. But I mean, if Otani does resign there somehow, then okay, that's off the table, obviously. But if he doesn't, but if he, he doesn't, doesn't, they really do need to consider moving Trout. Yeah, so you and, you do have two teams that you could go to where you could get like your answers that will get the your fans excited in the Padres and the yeah. Angels, or, or you you talk to the Padres about Tatis. Hmm. Yeah. I've read. The, I've read, I've read that they aren't looking to move Tatis. Okay, I have read. That's that. a guy where I'm like, do you want Gavin Williams? Because you can have him. They do need pitching. I mean, that could be like, I mean, that could be a conversation where it's like, oh, we weren't thinking about trading him ever. But because then the elite, now you're talking because if you're doing that, so the 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 reason you want to be hyper aggressive solving one of your problems is you can then have your solution. So if you do that Tatis hyper-aggressive Gavin Williams, Cantillo, and then several prospects, I think you can probably get that deal done. Then what's your backup for pitching? We extend Shane Bieber. Okay. So like, that's it. That's like you, 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 when you're solving it, then you have a, you have no. the solution because you can be talking yeah, you're to not, you're, like, Hey, let's yeah. do a three year extension. You're not, you're not, there, there's internal, um, solutions at, at play too. You know, you're not like, Oh, well I'm going to trade you X prospect. And now I have no answer at shortstop for the next. I would. Years. And yeah. I would certainly like I would totally go the route of like signing random veterans to be the fifth starter every year if it meant you landed Fernando Tatis. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, hey, Noah Syndergaard, like, you want to come back more for you want to come back for a season? <laughs> I mean, honestly, or I'd go to like the A's and be like, "Hey, I like Paul Blackburn a lot. I I really right. dig him. Like could could we just have him? <laughs> like there it wouldn't be that hard to pry him away. I don't even know. Hold on a second. I, I wonder what his um. So he's a he's a free agent in twenty six. Paul Blackburn. I'd trade for him. I'd just be like, whatever. Like send him some garbage that you could get and let him. You just would just have to pay for his end. Uber to the airport, yeah. and they'd be like, okay. They're like, yeah, we're not we, we, we gotta really okay, cut. We gotta great. really cut spending before we get to Vegas. That's right. Right. Um, I would. That's a guy that I'd be like totally fine with. Um, in that case, so like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we've spent quite Tatis a bit of time on this juicy, episode. Steve. Tatis is juicy because in five years, if your window closes, he's only going to be like 29 years old and you still have him under control for like seven or eight years. So you can trade him for a shitload of Just stuff. trade him. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I hope we're all, I hope we got this out of our system because I hope you're all ready for an off season of like signing Mark Canna <laughs> and that's it. No, thank you. <laughs> so, no, thank you. Hey, I'm, uh, I was going to ask, I had, I have a couple questions for you guys. Um, and I put a few, few items good. in, in the notes. What, if you could point to a singular item, what was your most just head scratching item of the season? Most head scratching yeah. thing. Um, I, I I can lead off. I can lead off because I have mine. Yeah, go go ahead and lead it off. Yeah, Bone Nailer. He was up here for more than half the season. Played in like sixty-one games, I think I calculated. Sixty-four. I'm sorry, sixty-four. And he might even get a few more games, you know. But the fact that we stuck with Mike Zanino and Cam Gallagher, and they got so much playing time. Oh God, just baffles me. Especially when the season was like going off the rails. And I think we could all say like that we could like start to see that like in June when like Bo got the call up and it was like, but like we held on hope that like, no, we can catch the twins if like, you know, this weekend goes right. And, you know, we were even still saying that, you know, a month ago, you know, at the start of September, we were like, Hey, right. you know, things, couple, couple things go our way. We we're right there. But looking back at it all now, and again, 2020, you know, or, you know, hindsight's 2020. But to me, the bow nailer lack of playing time was one of the most head scratching things to me. Yeah, that one. I mean, I get that. I think, and I'm, but I also I get protecting. I, I get protecting a young catcher. That's where I was going with that uh, is the what probably helps is th- that probably led to the September he's having. Which is like, you know, he acclimates, he gets gets some playing time, he starts to get in the groove, and then by September he's playing pretty much almost every day, yeah. and is crushing. So that one I'm not like, and it's like you know he's a 22 year old. Oh, I'm not going to crucify like, Tito for it, but um, it's just I think. Maybe like towards the end of the season now, I think maybe my biggest head scratcher is once the trade deadline happened, and I know they played like kind of okay for a couple weeks there. I think like once the trade deadline happened, what is baffling to me is why we even like why why we didn't just like go with more of 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 a not youth movement because like it's not like they were going to contend, but like basically just say, look, we're we're gonna see what Jonathan Rodriguez has brought up more guys, and we're just gonna yeah brought up more guys. We're gonna bring up a couple more guys. We're gonna see kind of just what they can do because like we got to start making some decisions going into next year. And so like Brian Rocchio is another one where it's like, why didn't he get? I have a, any. I have a conspiracy. I have a conspiracy theory with Rokio, and it's not an original thought. I did see this on Twitter, but the thought was 
they're pretty confident in what Rokio can provide offensively and defensively. And they were fine with the small sample size. The real questions lie within is Gabriel Arias a 215 hitter with some pop potential? Can he be anything more than that? It's just like, give me a break because I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it's, it's a theory, yet, but it's a theory. I'm not saying you it's don't right know wrong. that yet. You you don't know that yet with Gabriel Arias, but somehow you knew immediately that Nolan Jones and Will Benson were busts. Like, well, give me a, give me right. a and, and are we are we are we snake games? bitten? Yeah. Are we snake bitten because of that? Are we like, oh wait, all of a sudden these guys are finding finding their stride? Like, are we as a fan base a little bit snake bitten with like Gabriel Arias? That's another question I would ask. Uh, I would definitely. Point, I would definitely. I'm, like, I'm not I mean, in. Personally, I think there is a segment of the fan base that is that is snake bitten because of those moves, and they see the potential with Arius, and they're willing to overlook some things to get a longer look with him to make sure he doesn't become like the yeah. next Will Benson and the next Nolan Jones. We talked, yeah, we talked about this a few episodes ago, like where this like paralysis that's going to develop with, yeah. um, with the, the front office, where it's like we can't give up on anybody. Um, and yeah, that was my big head scratching yeah. thing was like just n- no youth movement at all, like n- not not trying anything with any of these big bats. I know they're still young, but just getting an idea. I mean, you're going to have another full season where Valara, Rodriguez, just, I'm not saying they're the answer, but like, I want to know It'd that. It'd be super awesome to have gotten a little bit of a yeah, taste of that. It, it, yeah. It would have been great to like, not just have some random people every single day in our lineup when we were like nine games back, just like do a call up and see. And we're going to, I mean, Manzaro, once he got healthy, why couldn't he come up? Why couldn't we get something to get excited about? You know, is it going to be a, Oh, we can, we can hold, we can have another shitty first couple of months by keeping him down in triple a for some insane reason. And then bring him up. (laughs) Probably. It's just embarrassing. Like, Either go for the World Series or just like strip everything apart and complete your selling of the team. Because like I'm I'm just like not this isn't anything right now. This is not any recipe for success to have a third of your team be like, we're gonna test some things out very slowly. And then two thirds of your team is like guys who are in their prime, just like Keeping us relevant. It's, it's, with a, it's good a purgatory rotation. of sorts. It is. Yeah, I'm looking at some some just free agents coming out uh, this offseason. And there, there are certainly some names that interest me, that, that make me... Um, quite interested there's some club option guys that i wonder if teams would 
bail on that I'd be very interested in. Like if Jorge Polanco, they didn't pick up his club option in Minnesota or um, John Birdie. I, I like a lot in Miami. If they didn't pick up his club option, I'd be curious about. And then in the outfield for free agents, it's like, honest to God, I'd be kind of pissed if Cleveland didn't sign one of these guys. I mean, you're looking at Cody Bellinger, who's <clears throat> probably going to get a payday. Yeah, he's getting a payday. Um, you got Cody Bellinger. I also wouldn't be surprised um, if he sticks. Jock Peter sticks back out. Sticks it's like sounds like a three year deal with the Cubs or something like that. Yeah, you've got Jock Peterson, uh, Jorge Soler's an opt out. Harrison Bader's interesting. Charlie Blackman is interesting to me. Um, who else here? Uh, Hunter Renfro. You've talked about a lot, Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse Winker, I actually think would be very interesting. And, and, he had a really terrible year. And here's and the he thing with all lot, those guys. Like, they're not they're not the long-term solution, but they don't need to be. No, I just They I just don't need, need to be a right five-year field. solution. There's no problem with them being a two to three-year solution. The hell, a couple of those guys, a one-year solution. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm I mean, right yeah, there with you. All guys I, I'd where... be pissed if we don't get one of those guys. Yeah, so, and some stop gap, yeah. minimum stop gap kind of you know scenario. I mean, right now you, we there is no right fielder. <laughs> there, there isn't one. You you cannot realistically say Cleveland even has a right fielder yeah. next year. So, like, what are you doing? What what are we, what are we going to do here? Clearly, so. Michael Brantley's a free agent. Like shit. I don't even care if he's 37. Like, <laughs> let's go. When was the last time he played? <laughs> Honestly. When was the last time he played like meaningful games in the outfield, though? I don't know. It's like put him out there and just wait till <laughs> just his wait arm, for his knees, falls to, off. knees to fall off in like the third Shatter. week of the season. <laughs> That's fine. Honestly. Like, I, I just need him. It's you like can't be doing Brantley. I don't like care that. what he, I need veterans. I, I want veterans. I want like I'm so sick of like watching all of these other teams around the league sign vets for like one year, $5 million. And it's like, that means nothing to your team. Yeah. Like, right. That, that is nothing to sign. Well, and we've had this discussion too. Once, and I know that he's tailed off, but like once Cole Calhoun came in, Kind of level, it kind of rutted that ship. He kind of leveled things out there. I'll even say Lariano for a little bit. You know, did, did something similar, maybe not to the same degree, but adding those two guys in August, like it kind of, it kind of settled things to some bit. Hey, if you're not if you're not blowing thirty saves a season. Guys like Cole Calhoun and Ramon Lariano's their their impact makes a bigger difference because yeah. you're not blowing those games late, and you and you're a little bit better, you know, for that stretch. So like, yeah, I feel and like if you their have more contributions, bats, yeah, just like more power, yeah. you're not in these high leverage situations like every other night. Yeah, well, that's one thing. After the season wraps up, there I, I do want to spend an episode just strictly talking about the number of one run games, the number of blown saves, 
Um, all that super depressing shit. <laughs> um, but that was that, Steve. You, I mean, you segued into my next question too. Um, so as of this afternoon, the Guardians had the number one and the number three relief pitchers with the most blown saves. Class A has 12 and Stefan has eight. Class A also has 43 saves. Uh, you know, they both, both Class A and Stefan have, uh, you know, signed deals in the last few years that, you know, keep them theoretically on the team for the next couple of years. Do you guys think that the issues with the bullpen are over usage? Or bigger concerns that like they have legitimately lost it, or somewhere in between. I guess. I mean, September has it's probably somewhere in between. I mean, September has certainly. The thing is, September has made me very wary of Trevor Stephan, where it's like maybe he's just like overworked and tired because like his September, you just write it off as being god awful, and you're just like maybe it's overworked. Uh, Class A is interesting because. He doesn't have the velocity. And he didn't at the start of the year, but he's, he's, he's gotten it back. Uh, I don't know. Um, he he never has. The weird thing with him is like. He's never he's had the always, strikeout numbers, though. Guys have always been able to hit yeah. him. For a guy who throws 101, you, 102, he's never had those strikeout numbers. And yet um, he's 40 saves away from tying the career you know, or the franchise record for most saves in a career, which is like the thing. You know, I, he just has to replicate this season again. Uh, yeah, I'm always, I'm always wary of bullpens. I mean, the, what what like Cleveland was able to do when they had like the Shaw Allen connection for so many years? What is like that's the rarity. Oh yeah, <clears throat> you don't yeah, just stringing get, multiple you don't years get, like of good bullpens together is. There, there's that's that's a beautiful the Royals had that for like two seasons yeah and it was yeah once if they got a lead going into the seventh inning forget about it but it fades so fast yeah it's uh you know I, I think there's always room to improve the bullpen like if you look at the free agents even in in uh in the relief area you're oh, looking yeah. at Guys like I love Andrew Chafin. I, I I've wanted him for years. Yeah, that'd be nice on the in the bullpen. Local kid too. I mean, he's is he? Well, at least he went to Kent. I thought he was from. Oh, there you go. Um, near ish. You know, guys like uh, I don't know. Let's see. Jordan Hicks throws a bajillion miles an hour, but he's kind of rough. Uh, Alvarado, Jose Alvarado, Michael Fulmer. Um, I'm looking at some other guys. Uh, he's from he's from Anthony uh, Shafin's from Anthony down Bass. South. Never mind. No, no, thank you. Not Anthony Bass. Um, you don't want him. Daniel you don't want, Hudson. Don't Anthony Bass. Pray tell. Pray I tell. was just reading some names, and I, yeah. <laughs> let me let me tell you all of the ways. Okay. Um, <laughs> but anyway, there there are some names where I'm like, if they signed like you know any one of them. Nobody's going to go do backflips in the street, but like, I'd be like, sure, man, I would take a few months of David Robertson. Yeah. Like just Lope, to see, uh, Ronaldo like, Lopez 
re-sign him. Oh yeah, totally, totally. I, I think there's always room to improve the bullpen. 100. My my thought process is like, don't ever ever. Uh, think you, you can't rest on your laurels there. No, that's that's a that's a position where I think, and it's kind of like a football mentality, almost of sorts. But like, it kind of like there's a couple positions like in football where you're like, hey, you know what? Like, let's bring in like two or three vet running backs. To see how much gas they have left. That's the kind of thing in the bullpen. Bring in two or three arms. Well, and we've and we've gotten lucky in the past. And we've and, talked a lot about this. And, and and this year was they kind of sat. They kind of sat and I mean, for I mean, at least it felt like they sat and just kind of were like, no, the pen was good last year. Like, like it'll it'll do the same this year. Yeah, and we've we've talked. You know. Uh, we've talked a lot about this too is like, I'm not looking even for some of these guys to give me the entire season. I want two, three months. If you guys, if you lasted till June, yeah. yeah, If you lasted till June before it all went to hell, like that's fine. And that that's okay. Um, that's what I think people don't realize too, or forget about like a baseball season is it's six months. Yeah. And (laughs) Even in 2016, you've looked at like when you looked at like the opening day roster, it looked quite different than what took you to the playoffs. So that's part of it too, is that like signing a couple vet bats or some bullpen arms, like three of them might not even make it to August. Yeah. But like, hey man, if you're in the hunt for the division uh and things are working other, you know, things are working with maybe a call up or a trade you made or whatever. That's kind of how it works. 100%, 100%. No. Um, and, and I hate to say it like this though, too, because it just plays into like the whole Dolan is cheap narrative. But if the roster payroll is going to be, you know, an, an issue. Sometimes you have to look at it that way too. This guy is strictly a stopgap for for three months. He's a bridge to get me to to the next guy. Um, I mean, there's a couple interesting arms in the in, in the minors that like when all of the oh class A has got to be replaced next season. Stuff was going on, and I, I think I think we kind of all agree. Like you know, l- let's give Class A at least one more year. If he's blowing ten saves next year, oh, yeah. like yeah, you got to move on. But let's at least give him one more year. Um, but there was there's three guys to me that like could become the next closer in the system. Cade Smith, um, who was in Columbus. Andrew Walters, who they just drafted out of the University of Miami. And then my dark horse is Daniel Espino. When can he pitch again? I think he should be back next year. I think he's, I think I I did not check this before, you know, we hopped on, but I thought he was supposed to be ready by like March. So like he might miss a little bit of spring training, but like there's a, there's a, there's a universe in which the organization is like, we want you healthy. 
we're moving you to the pen. You can't stay healthy. Right. We're moving you to the pen. I'm sure, that's already. Yeah, I mean, sure I, I pray it's happening, but I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna be assured of that. Um, but but him in the pen just makes so much sense. Yeah, and it's devastating. You know, his yeah. his, his what he could do would be devastating potentially. So, I mean, I, those were three names that I I kind of was drawn to just based on their history as, okay, hey, these are three guys who have had some success in the system or in college, you know, closing out games and, and or, or have the makeup seemingly to, to do so. And heck, worst case, they could be seventh, eighth inning guys next year for us. Oh, <laughs> did Chris freeze? His take is so hot that his brain. Oh, melted. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I, I love the, uh, yeah, I love the thought that he like sent himself into space with that. <laughs> yeah, he's on another Chris, plane like, with Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, Chris like entered another plane of existence and like it's like in, evolved um, into another dimension. When you die in Wakanda and you meet the elders, he's like there right now with like Stephen A. <laughs> Smith, Skip Bayless, yeah, or like Jim Rome, or what happened? He's like he's like up seeing the light right now, and like uh, Bob Feller is like pushing him back, like it's not your time, and he's right. like pushing him back into reality. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love a good I love a good technical difficulties segue that we uh, exactly that we throw out there um oh he's back he's back chris are you here okay, yeah, we were making jokes at, we were making jokes at your expense that you'll hear on the episode yeah yeah we're, we're still recording you're we're we're good we thought your take was so hot that you just you melted away you had an out of out yeah. of body experience mic <laughs> dropped and left out and just <laughs> out of body one day, yeah. But I feel like that would happen if they won the World Series. I would ascend out of my body. But yeah, I uh, I, I feel like it. That you know, I mean, the thing is, Again, uh, at this point, and one day, um, th- this is nothing new. This is well trod territory. You know, it's like I, we've been down this road plenty of times with, with this organization and team, where it's like. I feel like we got a couple years of sort of like farting around a little bit and then it's probably all going to click. <laughs> so that's kind of where it's at. Unless, you know, it, it, that it, it really does feel like that. It really does feel like, you know, this year was a farting around year. Next year might be a little bit of farting around too. Hopefully not too much and we can make the playoffs, but then 25. Yeah. I, it feels a lot. I, go. I think I've said this before is like, it feels a lot like last year was like 2013. Then they were like 500 for two years. And then all of a sudden, there you go. You're in the, you're in the world series and then you compete for like, yeah, let's just hope we can, let's just hope that we can sustain it longer. Yeah, I mean, they, they were next, good this for time. four years. Yeah. Cause it was like 16, 17, 18. Like that I was got, it. Like I, that yeah, was it. You know, I'll take a three year stretch. I mean, because nineteen and twenty, we were kind of yeah. I, I want a nice four to six year run, run, like a ninety-five to 
2001. Yeah. I think 2019 was that crazy year where the entire pitching staff was hurt and we were rolling with like JC Mejia for half the I think season. You're right. <laughs> like we thought like it was bad. I did see that. Who's now yeah. been suspended for a whole season with uh, the Brewers, I think. Let's take a look. I just pulled up that season. Um, yeah, yeah, we had a lot of um, a lot of guys pitching that year. Bieber was about the only guy who really pitched a full season. Bauer, Clevenger, Plesac, Plutko, all made about twenty starts. Carrasco made made twelve. Tyler Mama Clippard mia. started three games. Savali started ten. Jeffrey Rodriguez oh, eight. Jeffrey Rodriguez. Kluber yeah. had seven starts. Yeah. I mean, oh, Danny Salazar had a start. That wow, still in twenty nineteen. Yeah, one start. He he appeared in one start. Went four innings. Uh, it did not go well. That might have been his last big league. Yes. Yeah. That was his last big league season. It was 2019. God. He was an all-star in 2016. Yeah, I saw somebody wearing an all-star jersey of his at the game. At uh, Tito's game. Yeah. I've seen that, too. And I, I, I like... Purposely, like, yeah, flush that from my memory. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think that's a realistic way to look at this team and kind of like how it's built. But like, there are definitely things that could happen that are like very in the realm of possibility that would maybe accelerate the timeline and possibly make us contenders next year, or at least like more fun rather than like trying to hype ourselves up and. April for like what you described, Chris, which is like the Will Brennan, Ramon Laureano experience where it's like, boy, oh boy, I hope this, this, that, that, that has like David DeLucci, Jason Michael vibes all over it. Although I do like Laureano to some extent, you know? Yeah, I, I, you do. I, I, I don't like him as an everyday starter and I will see. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I need something to feel positive about because I'm 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 riding high on Bybee. You know, I'm optimistic for Gavin Williams. Even, you know, it, it's hard when you have like no run support, and you just you know, I again, he's super young. Um, I'm excited to see McKenzie ba- bounce back. I hope he stays healthy um, because if this rotation is healthy, it can be you know one of the best in the AL. That's, I mean, that's really the the big thing that gives you the hope go, in, going into next year is, like, that rotation is so ridiculous. Even yes. barring, like, some drop-off from, from the young guys, it's so damn good. Even if you don't know what you're going to get out of McKenzie, and even if, even if you just wrote Bieber out of it completely, you still look at that as, like, a top three rotation in yeah. the AL. So, like... All things considered, like, that's the reason that we're sitting here being like, you know, actually, they probably could contend. So, but, and that's the infuriating thing, too, is like, you know, it's like you, you could, 
So like, why not take that very small leap forward into like making it more possible? Two not, bats. We're not asking. Give us two real bats. Because you got you, lots you, of firepower yeah. to make it happen. Two, two yes. out of out of the organization bats. Yes. Because I yes. think that we could. I think that we could probably plug in three internal options that produce. I, I, you know, or I'll go even one really good bat, and we've mentioned those names at nauseum earlier, and a give me a chase the louder real early on. Just, just put them up there. Give me, give me, give me super excited with a chase to louder bow nailer rookie of the year, you know, two top three finishes. I would go absolutely nuts if chase to louder came up in like July. That would be, that would be like incredible. I mean, I mean, after what he did, so nuts after what he didn't, Lake County, I could see it. I can see it too. Cause he's like 23 or 24. Right. Right. So like I could see them going. He's 21. Is he 21? Holy cow. Who am I thinking of? I might be thinking of like J rod. I know Valera, of. Valera is you know 23. Funny? I might be thinking of like J rod and like Valera then. You know what's funny too is like it's only twenty eight plate appearances, but he also still hit like three sixty four in accurate. It's like that's going to be the test. Like that's going to be the test next year. Like, and 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 I say this, but but this should be on our docket of getting down to Akron to watch him because that's the now that's now the new proving ground. I mean, it always has been. But even more so now with guys jumping from double A AA to triple A or to, to the majors, skipping triple A at a more um Well they um more the, more of a frequency. Nolan Shanwell, I don't even think he play, I don't even think he went to triple A. They called him. No, home, right? no, no, no. He completely skipped it. A lot of guys are. Yeah. It's um, uh Caminero. I mean <laughs> just did. Caminero did. Yeah. I mean, there's there's more and more guys skipping triple A. Um, triple A is kind of, it's that weird, it's that quad a zone. Yeah. It's like guys coming up, guys coming down. Yep. I, I, mean, I, I said, I said purgatory earlier, but that's kind of baseball purgatory too there. So for some, for some don't. Jonathan Rodriguez is only 23 and he did hit 29 home runs for the Clippers and he batted 286. So yeah. like that's, that's not, that's not nothing like i that gets me a little bit excited yeah that's not nothing i mean it's that's not great i mean it's way better than Valeric, out, than Noel. Like, shit man i'll I, I that but that goes back to my last point uh back whenever was it was baffling to just not be like what i mean hey look man it's august we're kind of out of it like let's just see what this guy does like dude, i'm glad cole calhoun got his pension but like what does that do me for next year when I could have seen at like, the expense of guy? not getting a look at some of these other guys? It's right. Weird. Yeah. It's just like, biz- and uh, that makes me think like Kyle Manzardo's not starting the season here and we're not going to see. No. Chase yeah. So, I, I, you know, I hate to say it, but I'm, I'm, I've resigned myself to the fact that the louder Manzardo 
J-Rod, Valara, any of these guys that we've mentioned will not be up before Memorial Day. They what just won't. A, what a loser-ass organization we root for. Like, I mean, I, I hope it changes. Like, I pray it changes. Yeah, what, what, this is going to be I very just resigned myself to... It's going to be so tough. You know, last few days of May, maybe at best. Yeah. We'll see those guys. Um, last thing I have for you guys before maybe we do a pitch clock here is yeah. I, Bo Naylor's September numbers. I did want to throw those out there. So he's only actually played in 16 games in September. Which, 16 out of a possible, like, 20 or 20 so? something. Yeah. I don't know, 20. Because, like, Jimenez was, like, 26. Or not tw- not 26, like, 24, maybe. So, anyway, makes, I don't know something. Makes perfect sense to not give him Probably not experience. enough. Yeah. <laughs> not enough. Yeah. But he's hitting, not, yeah. he's hitting 319. 476 on base, 596 slugging, three homers, four doubles, 11 ribbies, and a glorious 14 walks to seven strikeouts. Give that's it to me. Like Give that to me. Unreal. It's music to my ears. I mean, that's pretty damn exciting. Like, And I know it's been lost maybe a little bit in the sort of garbage purgatory time of September of when you're out of it, but like... I don't want that to be lost on people. It's like, he's kind of raking. And it's like, if that's even, if he gives you two months like that, and then just kind of like evens out the rest of a season, can you imagine like a catcher hitting, even flirting with a month of 300? 250? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it's not all doom and gloom. I, I, I want to leave on a somewhat... No, no, there's, and I do want to have an episode where we focus more on all the positives that have come out of this year. Um, yes, because even in a season like this, there, there are positives. I mean, we could, hell, we could, we could spend an hour talking about Bybee, uh, Gavin Williams and, and Logan Allen. And we're lucky though, that in, even in a season like this, because guess what? There aren't any positives in the Bronx. There aren't any positives in San Diego or with the Mets. And they had no. bigger expectations than us. So at All least those... we got to identify some really good young talent. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's, there's, it's disappointing this season. Yes. But there's a lot to like moving forward. And maybe that's the internal, the, the eternal optimist in me, but. I truly believe it when it comes to this club. Yeah. Hey, Does look. anyone have a pitch clock question? I have one. Okay. But if anybody has like one that they feel strong about, I can I can defer. I do not. No, let it let it rip. Okay. So my pitch clock question kind of and I know we still have three games left. Um but really, by, you know, by the time this episode comes out, the season will be over. And um, kind of, I do want to also end on a high note. So with that in mind, what were two or three moments in the season 
that you'll look back on five, 10, 25 years from now and go, that's right. That happened in, 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 in 23, you know, like that was a cool moment. Um, I, I have two specific moments and then I have like one very broad one. So I can, I can certainly start um, because I know this is kind of going to put you guys on the clock to try to rack your brains for, yeah. you know, that game winning home run. I'll time you. Um, so, so, all right. Yeah. Give me the countdown and I'll, uh, I'll jump in. Okay. Three, two, one, go. All right. So first of all, Jose taking down Tim Anderson. Never forget that. Uh, <laughs> last night, yeah. the Tito tribute was, was awesome. And the fact that they got the win was just icing on the cake. And then Bybee, Allen and Williams making their debut and dominating. 19.53. Well done. All right. Okay, I can All go. Right. All right. You ready? Yep. All right. Three, two, one, go. Okay, my number one is definitely the, the Tim Anderson knockout. Um, number two would be, I just remember how jacked up I was, and I just watching Bybee start in the middle of the day. And number three was seeing the Angels game with Steven Person and seeing a Bo, De- Bo Naylor double. Seventeen six seven. All right. Yeah. Nice. 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 Very good. All right, Steve. Uh, you, you, you're uh, locked in. I got. I got your time. All right. I'm ready to go. Okay. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Uh, definitely. Uh, Josh Naylor having his breakout, genuinely breakout season. The Tim Anderson knockout. Um, the three rookies. Uh, uh, coming up and pitching well, and then I always like a good random guy to remember so obviously i'm going to remember noah syndergaard for years to come <laughs> nice nice I, I, uh, you're I not going to remember uh lucas giolito i might but he yeah Wait, i might but zunino? he pitched almost like a little too much or zunino yeah exactly i do like a good random guy so that this year has yeah. a few even josh bell you could be like oh yeah he, he that's played. random yeah i mean they're like i i've joked with colleagues at work about picking up a Cole Calhoun jersey. But a part of me is also like, that's a deep gut. Yeah, that's got that's going to have to be like a DH gate <laughs> type of jersey. Oh, right no, there. yeah. I'm not, not going to buy one of these from the team store. No, no, this is like the $22 Chinese jersey that I spend, you know, I, I you know, I, I wait two and a half weeks to receive. Yeah. Yeah, that, that 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 would be the Calhoun jersey in the team store would be the one next year in like that section with like the game used stuff where you could buy like a clubhouse uh like locker sign for like six hundred dollars. Yeah. So, the low low price. The yes. low low price of six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. All right, cool. Well, I think that uh that gets us wrapped up for the end of the season, which will lead us into some playoff talk and then uh, get us, you know, into our full slate of off-season goodies for everybody. So we'll have lots for you on that front. Uh, until then, you know the deal. Review, rate, subscribe. Tell all your friends and family about us. And uh, tell strangers. Tell strippers. Tell, strangers. Yeah. Oh, strippers. tell strippers. I mean, I, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, who am I to judge? Tell strippers too. You could. Tell I strippers. Mean, yeah, so you talk know, to strippers or baseball fans it. too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's in play. Yes. Until then, uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys later.